don't just wake up in the morning and go, oh, I want to be a comedian. Absolutely. Don't do it like that, mm. you know, because there's a lot of work that comes into it. Ciao and welcome to Woke Wogs. I'm your host and resident wog, Jaharat Volpe here to navigate and facilitate conversations with the wogs within my community that inspire me and hopefully you too. Now, if you're not familiar or not familiar (laughs) with the term wog, it's a racial slur aimed at Southern European immigrants in Australia back in the day that has now been reclaimed and is celebrated as an identity affirming label. With that said, I want to draw attention to the ill use of this word still throughout the United Kingdom towards people from the East Indies, parts of Asia, and North Africa. I want to pay my deepest respects and understandings to what the mention of it may bring up in you. Now for some quick self-advertisement. Do you have an event coming up and need an MC to make the moment matter? Well, that's what I do. I curate the optimal flow to any type of event and connect audiences to the messages that organizers are yearning to convey. Salt, great. Just DM me at the link attached and I can't wait to get involved. All right, in this podcast, we learn to laugh about our demons, get serious about the business of stand-up, and hear how your mate may be funny but isn't a comedian. Well, unless your mate's me. We are here on another episode of Woke Wogs with James Liotta. You've done well. <sighs> Man. Uh, not, none of that Liotta business. Nah. <laughs> I and, think, and it's James, not Ray. Ray, yeah, not like uh, you know. Yeah, Ray. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. He's not longer with to, us. To be honest, well. there, there was a mix-up there. I uh, I get called Ray all the time. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ray. I'm, no, James. If I was Ray, well, you know, I don't want to be Ray right now because he's not with us he's anymore. Not with us. But if I yeah. was, I wouldn't be here in Melbourne. Yeah, everyone's everyone's freaking out. They go, "Who the fuck is Ray? Ray is like yeah. like the man from Goodfellas, which has yeah, one of yeah, the best well, big actor. One well, huge. was. Very big actor. Did he yeah. do anything else than Goodfellas? Oh, he did, did tons of stuff. Tons, but he's very selective. He was very selective mm. towards the towards the end. You know, done a lot, lot of great films. Oh yeah. man, yeah. Goodfellas. Oh my god, oh. Joe Pesci. Classic. The, and and the laughs, man. That's one thing that that I think what that movie had in spades was like this great balance between death and destruction, yeah. and hilarity yeah. and beauty. Yeah. That so, are, you know, taking it to the absurd. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of taking it to the absurd, mm. uh, I should have at least put this down before you rocked in here that James Liotta is a comedian, an actor, a cross-dresser as well. Okay, look, uh, I do make a bit of money out of cross-dressing as well for comedic purposes. If you do it for other purposes, that's fine. I'm not here to discuss that. But, uh, uh, yes, yes, you can throw that in. Yes, there's a bit of trans in there. Yeah. there, there is, and and this, is, this is so interesting. It's like so many comics, and we were saying before, like Dame Edna yeah. and whatnot, like who are revered for putting on this other persona, putting yeah. on women's clothing and like really like stepping into it and are loved for it. You know, look, there's one thing about comedy is uh, – Man dressed as woman has <laughs> always been funny. It's just always been fun, mm. you know, since uh, since comedy was ever invented. In fact, back in the Shakespeare days, you know, women couldn't even be part of plays. So the men used to have to play, you know, the women really? as well. Obviously those days are long gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and God. good and yeah. good, of course. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, so the whole thing about, you know, man dressed as woman has always just been iconically funny. Yeah, 
it's interesting. I remember when I was in year seven and I think man dressed as woman, not even just in comedy but in life has always <laughs> been a thing, especially with cousins and whatnot. And I dressed up as a girl for this like fashion thing that we did on our camp. And I don't know about you, but I remember when I did that, like it was hilarious. I got a lot of yeah. attention from the girls doing that as well, which was interesting. Yeah, women love it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an interesting thing that we do as people. Especially huh? when wogs do it because we don't shave for it or nothing. Yeah. So, we, you know, it's this real natural woman, natural <laughs> Italian or Greek woman. True, actually, because there is some hair there. I think but, all women have hair. They just take it off, don't they? They do. They take it off. Until yeah. a certain age, though. I think we all yeah. stop giving a fuck. <laughs> I think we all just that Zia, that auntie who uh, still got the moustache. Yes, man. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, amazing, amazing. And then, yeah, like all of these personas that you get to put on and and then, yeah, really put out and then people come for it. You just said you just came from a, a show and yeah. 200 people rocked up to yeah, see Maria. Yeah, yeah, 200 people rocked up to see. So I do the Maria character. The yeah. people online that follow me, you know, will know this character. And sometimes I feel like they want to see her more than they want to see me. She's she's very popular, mm. very popular, you know. And when when I put her out there, you know, on stage or in a live kind of aspect, people gravitate to it. They, mm. they want to come and meet her. They want the photos. They want to touch her boobs, <laughs> you know. Not even real. Wow. <laughs> Have you had either these two things happen where someone's gone, dude, you are my Zia or you're me, like you're reminding me of me? You know, I get I get more of, and anyone, any of us comics that do this sort of genre where we do dress up, you know, as, as a character, we get a lot of people that say, you remind me of my auntie or my mum or my nonna or something like that. And I think the reason for that is because they, they are – they're created as an amalgamation of of different pieces of personalities of uh, all these people that exist, you know. Mm. So people go, oh, is your Maria character based on your mum? Uh, not just my mum, my nonna, my auntie, my mate's mum. You know, it, it's it's an amalgamation of, of bits and pieces that you put together. You take the best. Yes. And you just roll them into a new woggy kind of character. Has anyone in your family gone, I see what you've done there? <laughs> Um, not yet, not yet. But there are other there are other comics who have experienced that, mm. you know, where they've gone, you know, is this, is this based on me? You've got to watch yourself like being yeah. mates with a comic because you could be material at any moment. Well, the idea of being a comic is to ne- never stop looking, never stop hearing, isn't it? Like you just take, take, take whatever you can. Mm. You've just got to have those eyes and ears open because there's funny things that happen around us every single day. Every moment, even right now. Where yeah. did you get the Franco Cozzo chairs? <laughs> these are Franco Cozzo chairs. They, these are magnificent, uh, aren't they? It's like a big. This that is was a, like a magician. That was a, like a magician that just yeah. pulled the thing from under the table. Look, these chairs, they were here long before me. They were here long before oh, me. Oh, I can tell that. Yes. I can tell that. If, if there was an Italian big brother, which there is, but they'd probably use a chair like this yeah. in the diary room. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they, there's funny things all the time. No, 100%. And when you say that as well, even things are funny in retrospect. I'd say yeah. more often than happening right now. Yeah, yeah. When you look back. 100%. I think it's the great medicine that we can look back and laugh our asses off yeah. at the saddest of times. Yeah, like uh, COVID. We'll look back on that time. Dude. We already did in the first few months. Imagine in 20 years when we look back on it and go, did that really happen? Oh, my God. So there's, there's, you know, that's just a, an example of what retrospect 
can bring. Mm, mm, and, and the beauty of it. Like I think when we get into a big belly laugh after a hard time, it yeah. heals that. Yeah. It makes me laugh at myself, laugh at the moment, and then just go, cool, yeah. I can fuck that off. And now it's a funny story that I get to share, not yeah, one that's that right. I hang my head in shame about. Because the perspective changes mm. after time. Time allows perspective to change, mm. you know. Maybe not everyone will agree with that based on, you know, whatever issues or topics, but I think in, in the grand scheme, perspective changes with time. Well, they, they actually say that a lot within therapy and whatnot, that a lot of the healing comes when I can change my perspective about yeah. it, yeah. where I look at myself in a different light or look at the person who caused me pain yeah. in a different light yeah. to then shift the way I see the story because it's the story that I hold that causes the pain. Yeah. Yeah. How many people have... Uh, thought of that theory with exes <laughs> thought, yeah you know, at the time of uh, breaking up it's uh you know it's a, it's the you know the pain in the heart is is huge but uh in, you know years down the track you look back and you, and you start to find you know the laughter in it you of know? course so. of course and knowing that like grudges and everything like that they're hard to hold on to when yeah. I hold on to these stories and stuff like that, I'm actually losing a lot more. No matter how true the story may be, mm -hmm. if I don't allow myself to step 10 steps back and go, actually, I fucked up times before. Of I've course. made a mistake. Of course. That person was human. Maybe they weren't even seeing things correctly. I actually give myself the healing in that moment. Yeah, because it's the whole thing about you've got to forgive yourself too, right? That's the main, you know, that's the that's, main you've game. You've got to forgive yourself too because nobody's perfect. When, of course, we all make mistakes and... We all are out of line sometimes. You know, mm. I don't think there's anyone out there that can't say they haven't been out of line at least once in their life. You mm. know, um, but you got to eventually you got to forgive yourself as well. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. the only way you can move on. Absolutely. Otherwise, you hold this grudge against yourself too. Oh man, because that doesn't make any sense into moving on. Well, a lot of the times that I've had the biggest struggles where I've been hit with the story that has hurt me the most, I've been most angry at me. Yeah. That I didn't do something about it or. Is this a TED Talk now? We're getting there. We're yeah. here, it's a TED this, Talk. Bro, it was Woke Wogs. That, that's what's happening. Can I just say Woke Wogs, mate, <laughs> when I heard that there was a podcast out there in Melbourne, Victoria, of which I'm here from, you know, Melbourne, Victoria, called Woke Wogs, I'm like, I want in because I'm a proud Wog. You Anything are. in relation to Wogs. I sneak in. You're in, man. <laughs> I sneak in. I sneak in. That, that was poorly. That was a bit of poorly. That was a little bit of poorly. Well, I've, I've worked enough with him, as you know, so he like it stays in the back of my mind, you know. Shout out Pauly from Fat Pizza. But I'm yeah. curious actually about your story. Let's step back into that. Sure. I am always curious about how comics get into being comics. Yeah. And when you were growing up and whatnot, were you the funny guy? Was that in your arsenal? Um, it's an interesting question because I I've been a professional performer since I was a child. Yeah. So I've, I had an agent from the age of eight years old. So, And was that chosen or was that your mum pushing you? So, uh, look, in a, in a very uh, brief nutshell, my father uh, worked heavily in, in theatre, in Italian theatre here in Australia, and uh, he used to write his own plays uh, and comedies as well, dramas yeah. and comedies, and stage them as sort of semi-professional productions. You know, it was mm. like a, you know, on-the-side kind of job. And so as a child, I grew up working and performing in his plays that he would write. And, uh, yeah, there'd be, like, cast of, like, you know, 15, 20 people. We'd put them on stage. Hundreds would come to see them, hundreds. Italian plays. So he's a very, he's a, he was a very good Italian writer. So I started performing um, in Italian, actually, before English. Uh, and then I grew a love for performing. But 
from from a young age, I always looked at the whole performing thing as a job. So was I the funny guy? I was always I looked at it more as a skill. Like mm. this is this is a job, mm. you know, a job that I love. Yeah, but it's it's a job. It wasn't just something that I was trying to be funny, just just for shits and giggles. Yeah, I looked at it. There was a career mindset from early on. Wow. Um, and thankfully, I'm I'm still here Man. at forty, still you know doing it. Crazy. So. And paint the picture for us. Where was this theatre? Where was it at? What did it look so, like? Yeah, so mo- most of the shows that we did were staged at a place called the Open Stage Theatre, which is at Melbourne University, um, in the arts department there, the Open Stage Theatre. That was the theatre that we used. And so there'd be like one a year that we'd do. But they take, they take like eight months to prepare because you have to rehearse because people work. This was on the side kind yep. of stuff. So um, And then we'd do like a run of like six or seven shows like the whole theatre, 250 people every night we used to come. Wow. And yeah. is there anything that sticks in your mind as a performer that your dad passed on to you, like some really just foundational tools that helped you and you still use now? Well, um, discipline. Discipline. Uh, discipline of the theatre because he was, he was a stickler for, you know, rehearsals, being on time, um, concentration, all that sort of stuff. So yes, it was fun, but d- discipline is really important in this medium, in in this profession. Uh, y- you've got to have it, mm. otherwise uh, it shows on stage. Mm. You, you you know when you look at people on stage, good performers, whether it's dramatic or comedy, you know the ones that have skill. You know the ones that have the craft, and you know the ones that are just faffing about. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. It's true. You got, you got this guy, this this guy or girl. She's got skill mm. and knows how to handle things. It's different. It's a different vibe. There's a sureness, you know. It, it's it's the the quote that competence breeds confidence. Yes. And the more competent you are in what you're saying, yes. within the rehearsal, within the skill set, yeah. the more you got to stand there like a tree yeah. and be fucking rooted into the moment and yep. immovable. Yeah. But that comes with discipline. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's that's one, yeah, yeah. That's one thing. Yeah. And I've never been asked that question, so thank you. No, you're welcome, mate. Wog yeah. wogs, mate. This, this, yeah. you know, we've got yeah. TED Talks, we've got real questions coming at you. <laughs> you know, I like it. I we're, like here, it. we're here to get curious and deep because, you know, there is a method and I think that the reason why I like asking those questions and the reason why I got you on here is because I've been one of those people, oh, fuck, comedy would be great. And I know everyone that's like, oh, that'd be a great job, that would be awesome to do. And then yeah. I go, nah, man. The amount of fucking discipline, yeah. the amount of work, yeah. the amount of times dead on stage to yep. get to a point to make people laugh, it's like any fucking skill set. It's like flying a fucking plane. you got to put oh, in oh, the hours. Absolutely, absolutely. That, that's why I, um, I have uh, the love for that discipline. I have the love for the craft. I think the craft, it's, it's very important to learn about the craft and you're always learning. Mm. Uh, and I'm so thankful that I get to work with some amazing people that I, I get to learn more and more with. Uh, and it, it shits me when I see people not not learning or not taking the time mm. to learn it properly and still putting out stuff because it actually, if you're putting out shit stuff, it actually it downgrades all of us mm. by putting out crappy stuff. It's like a family you're representing. Is that what you're saying? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we should all try our best in this family to, to do our best, mm. you know. Don't, don't, don't just wake up in the morning and go, ah, I want to be a comedian. Absolutely. Don't do it like that, mm. you know, because there's a lot of work that comes into it. 
it feels like that came from your dad. It feels like those times where you were in the theatre and whatnot, it's like we're in the fucking theatre, we're putting the work in, there's 250, that little fly. So, sorry, mate, there's a little fly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, li- I'm totally listening to you. I'm just trying to get rid of this fly. I thought you were trying yeah. to give me some sign or no, something. No, I was just doing some <laughs> Tai Chi. I'm doing some Tai Chi. I'm doing the Malocchio. You know the evil eye? Like, I'm certainly not doing that. No, no, mate, I'm just trying to, I'm li- I'm trying to get rid it's of this fly. fly. Here we go. Fly, Tell yeah. me, yes, yes. Uh, that respect for what you're doing. Yes, uh, even and again, it doesn't even have to be the theatre or whatever, but it's like anything. It's like I remember my nonno, he would put a suit on to go work in the garden. Yeah, There yeah, was yeah. a respect. <laughs> to go work in the garden. He had a garden yeah, suit, Yeah, man. yeah, a garden suit. I love it. Yeah, yeah. But just a, a, an absolute respect yeah. for getting to work and, and, and to, to having that. Respect the work and respect your audience. Mm, respect your audience, huge, you know. Huge. And especially if they're paying money. Fucking oath. To come Absolutely. and see you, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put in the work. Put yeah. in the work and give them, give them the best of yourself, you know. Don't, mm. don't take it for granted that, you know, y- you can get away with this just by doing whatever. It's- and I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that, peop- that everyone doesn't put in the work. There's a lot of people putting in the work, a lot of great people. But I'm just saying you can see the ones that don't. Absolutely. As well. That's all I'm saying. I think this is an invitation. I think it's respect everything that I do. Like I always turn it in. I'm like, yeah, on stage comic, I've got to respect the audience. But yeah. I've got to respect myself. I'm yeah. standing up there saying I do this. Yeah. And as somebody that MCs and whatnot, I can relate to moments where I haven't got my shit together and I'm just going off fumes. And I do well, I get off the stage, people go, that was fucking awesome. I'm like, it wasn't. Yeah. If you had an eye, if there was a comedian or a performer Correct. in the crowd. If, that if goes, there's someone that, that knows, they'll, they'll know. They can see through it. They will yeah. fucking know. Yeah, yeah. They, they will absolutely know. I agree with and that. And I have to get off there and live with the fact that it wasn't that I wasn't good enough, it's that I didn't respect it enough. Yeah. No. And, I, and I've always been a stickler with any show that I've done, especially not so much stand-up because then you, you're, you're on your own. You know, you, that's it. It's you. But when I've done a lot of collaborative shows like with – you know, sketch comedy shows and mm-hmm. stuff, I can be very like, just do it like this, mm-hmm. turn this way, make sure they see you at this point. I can be very like that. And my my great friend Piero Viavatene, who I do Pipum Pasquale shows, if he was here, he'd tell you how much, like I give him the shits all the time about that stuff, you know. Be like, just take it easy. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, do it like this. Oh, yeah. I give him the shits all the time. It's I must give... annoy the fuck out of him. Well, it's because it sounds like you give a fuck. <laughs> I do give a fuck. And he gives a fuck too. But I <laughs> but I just, I verbally, like, I'm, I'm like that, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I do. I mm. absolutely do. I don't, I don't go into any I, – I, I look at the logistics of things as well and if something visually doesn't look good as well on stage, vi- just visually, that gives me the shits as well. Mm. Mm. Because because people are people are seeing the stage, they're looking at it. You know, like it's all it's all those little details as well. So. Well, absolutely. There's two threads in yeah. here. One, it's the fact that it's funny that you're so serious about comedy. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so fucking funny. Yeah, because it's a it, yes, because there's a lot of there's a lot of detail. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it takes work. Yeah, and then, it's work. And then there's the other reality, and it reminds me of like shout out to my old uh, boss Ramez. He owned this cafe. And our cafe was pumping. We were like milking in every which way. <laughs> and I was there and, and he pulled me in. I started managing it. He goes, you see, why do you think people come here? And I just started managing. I go, it's the vibe. He goes, well, what, what creates the vibe? I go, it's uh, us. He goes, okay, you, anything else? I go, uh, the music. He goes, ah, now you're thinking. He goes, what else? I go, the food. He goes, hmm. He goes, do you know that the aircon is set to 22 degrees right now? Because do you understand that the way that we've planned this whole space is so it's easy to come in, get a coffee or sit and never leave? Yeah. There's so many things happening that make the moment that people just go, that's a good coffee. 
It's not the fucking coffee. Yeah. Every, everything worked out better for that final moment will give the audience, a, you know, the best experience. 100%. You know? uh, like even, even as something as small as like what warm-up music mm. are we having while the audience walk in? Because the warm-up music can make or break their attitude before the show even starts. Just something as detailed as that. Yeah, man. You know? Um, when I do when I do weddings, because I, I, I we'll talk a little bit off air again, you know, we had a big chat off air. Yeah. And we've got to have it on air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that I MC weddings and uh, sometimes I'll speak to the DJ and the band because my energy is high. Mm. It's, got a, it's got a humorous approach to it and stuff. And I go, what, what music do you have while they're walking in? Because try and not have this depressing kind of, you know, love song thing because then I've got... I've got to come off the back of that yes. and go, ladies and gentlemen, we're here, we're pumped, you know, and they're not pumped. You know, I'm not mm. saying go, don't go full techno on them, <laughs> you know, but just give them something fun, you know. It, 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 it can make or break a situation. So you, you do, you have to pay attention to all details. Well, we're playing with energy. Yeah, yes, yes, it is an energy. It's, a, it's the vibe it's the and vibe. it is an energy, correct. Mm. It is an energy that you want to instill from the moment you open those curtains, those doors or what have you. Mm. If you want them to have a party, play party music. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Don't just play anything. Don't, you know, don't play dirty stuff if it's a family show. You know, don't, don't yeah. give them the wrong impression. Give them the right impression that mm. leads into the moment. And it's hard because it's a moment, isn't it? It's fleeting. I think the work that we both get to do, it's like it's gone. Yeah. And that magic can only be bottled once. And yeah. if we miss it, if we play the wrong music, yeah, yeah. If we don't do the respectful stuff and do the work, we do miss work. that chance yeah. for them yeah. and for us yeah. to really be part of something yeah. special. And, and, and also when it comes to comedy, and there's a lot of this out there, if you, you know, if you go to the underground clubs in comedy, you see I think a lot of young comedians uh, focus too much on what makes them laugh mm. and not what makes the general people laugh. Mm. If you're going to do a show for a generic audience, an audience that doesn't know you, you, you need to find relatable content or content that I feel grabs the majority of people yeah. or tries to anyway. If it's just something that makes you laugh, you can just see like young comics up there just actually laughing at their own jokes but yeah. no one else is laughing. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you know, they're just like, oh. Yeah. Like, is anyone else laughing at this? Because I can't hear any other laughs in this, you know. So it's only funny to you. Oh, God. All, yeah. my, all my mates listen to this are laughing right now because I do that flat out. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> that flat I've out. thrown you under the I'm bus. I'm always laughing. I've the whole house is listening no, to me right you now. Can, you can laugh at your own jokes but, like, if you perform it on stage, I feel like, again, do the work. Find, you know, find material that, well, you were saying He's this going before. To relate. Sorry yeah. to cut you off, but you were saying this before that the person that's funny in your group, the fucking the man, yeah, yeah, most likely isn't going to be funny on stage. Nine times out of ten, no. Nine times out of ten, in your circle of friends, when there's a person who's hilarious, and I don't doubt they are, and people go, "You should do comedy. You should be up on stage," and they try it, no good, mm. no good. Because it's not that's not who they are. They're not a public performer. They're they're a they're a clown within your circle yeah. of friends, you know. Yeah, and there's a different dynamic. There's a comfortability. Yeah, not that... always, but no, 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 know, no. no. I this is not like this is it. I'm just saying in general terms. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think what, what I always try to get to is what are we actually saying? And it's like what makes that person funny is the relatable content. He yeah, has correct, in the group. correct. What makes him funny is that yeah. he feels so comfortable to be funny. Yeah. in the group. Yeah, mate. I know they're from, not right. 
providing material for the group. That, that, that's, that's just, they're just a funny person. That's there. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then even more than that, the feeling of being on stage with yeah. 50 to 1,000 eyes, yeah. more than that you probably had on you, yeah. waiting for something and being able to move with the punches that miss. Yes. I think that's the biggest art form. Well, that's the skill. That's yeah. the practice. That's the... Yeah. That's the, you know, the years of, uh, or hopefully not too many years, otherwise you're in the wrong job. But, you know, the many times you may have flopped early in the day, you know, that's where you learn the most. You learn the most from, from um, you know, occasionally, ha- you know, having a flop in the universe going, yeah, you weren't as funny today, you know. Yeah. So do better. Absolutely. Learn. If, if this is what you want to do, you've got to, you've got to do better. Because, you know, Simon Palomares, um, the comedian, Acropolis Now, Simon Pollock, he was the Spanish guy in okay, a couple yep. now. Um, he said this to another comedy comedy friend of mine, and I just when I heard it, I was like, I'm going, I'm just gonna requote this all the time. There's there's funny people and there's comedians. Funny people are not necessarily just comedians, there's just funny people. And there's funny people out there actually making a living out of comed- out of being a comedian, but they're not comedians. Mm. They're just funny people. That's interesting. Yeah, and that's not my quote, Simon Palomaris. Thank you. But it's it, it it nails it, I reckon. Sometimes there is like a comedian that I'm just laughing at them. Like the whole time they're up there, their persona, the way yeah. they are, they're just funny. Yeah. Anything they say, it might not yeah. even be funny, but I could say it. Yeah. And it's not funny. Yeah. But when he says it, I guess maybe because he's a funny guy, that's part of his act. Yeah. yeah. I'm pissing myself. But there's a fine line as well, I feel. What's the line? Well, again, it comes down to that craft. You can tell you can tell whether this is just a funny person, or whether this is a true comedian mm. who knows how to how to structure a joke, who's got that finesse, you know that that fine tuning, the timing. It's not just just a funny guy that you know has managed to make people laugh. Absolutely. You know? I guess I guess yeah. you're even saying that they're building a structure because to be honest, now when I think about the ones with the cleverness, the yes. weirdness, you know the. But the first joke isn't the joke. It's the last joke that's coming at the end that they're building towards. Yeah, like yeah. It's a whole piece, isn't yeah. it? So it's very there's, – there's formula, you know, and you yeah. learn it along the way and you keep learning it along the way and you work with – you know, if you're lucky enough to work with good people, which I'm so fortunate I am, um, and these, these are people that don't hesitate. And I'm, I'm so glad that they do, but they don't hesitate to, you know, come up and go, that was amazing. But you know that joke there? You know, if you move – you know, I worked with Joel Vardy, for example. Really? Like, I worked, yeah. yeah, look, I'm very thrilled to call him a mate. Um, uh, and uh, I worked with him. I toured. I, I opened uh, one of his tours. We did 40 shows together around mm-hmm. Australia. This was a few years back. And um, Joe's fantastic. Like, he was very supportive. And even he would look at my material sometimes and go, you know, that's great. It's funny. But, you know, if you take that word and you put that word and you move it from here to the end, you cut that whole bit bit out and then you pause here, you'll get twice the laughs. And he's right. Like I tried it, you know. But that's the test. That, that's a true comedian mm. giving you advice, knowing structure, understanding structure, you know. And all of them, you know, Joe Vardy, George Capignard, because I work in the wog circle, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tar here as well. They all understand this sort of construction. The method. Yeah, they understand it very well. And that's why they're so successful. So when you work with them and they listen to your material and go, try this, do that, you know, now this is brilliant. That's amazing. Yeah. And I guess that's the comedians because they know the yeah. method, they know the magic. Correct. They're comedians. They're not just funny people. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're, 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 they're true comedians. Mm, they know how to build it to the point. Yeah. And they, they un- it's it's yeah. so interesting because laughter, I, I guess for me most of the time, feels of the moment. But a comedian is building for a moment that feels just like that. Yeah. But it's been planned, it's been prepped, oh, it's been yeah. trialled. No, that, that, oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, just, it's just different. And as the punter, look, I don't know how much the punter cares, to be honest. I care because I'm in the business. I don't know how much the punter cares. I think maybe the punter just wants to have a laugh. If you can make me laugh, you can make me laugh. If you make me laugh, you're a comedian. But I don't see it that way, mm. you know. Some people are just, again, funny people. Other people are, have the craft of being a comedian. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's, it's serious yeah, business. Yeah, it is. It is actually. No, it is. You know, it, it really, it really is. Yeah, that's why. Like when I when I'm writing shows with um with with Piero, when we're doing the Pippo Pasquale shows, we you know when we were writing our shows together, even through sketches, we'd have sessions where we'd for three hours we're still on two lines because we couldn't decide mm. on which way to place the the joke, which one was going to be best. People go, oh, how can you waste your time? Because we love what we do. Yeah, exactly. That's and we want to try and do the best that we can. So you need to put in the work. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's that respect. Respect. Yeah, respect that's right. Respect, yeah, respect it. Because yeah. it is a craft. Yeah, yeah. It's an absolute craft. And I think just as like a director yeah. would watch a movie and see the way they've lined up the cameras and whatnot, comedians are watching comedians and seeing the way they're lining up jokes, oh, the way absolutely. they're waiting, the way they're pacing, the pause, the uh, purposeful um. Yeah. I love when they say the um at the right time to yeah, get the yeah. laugh and whatnot. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And, and I love when, I love us as human beings how we can break something down to an art. Yeah. Like even something like laughing, this energy that bubbles up within us and comes out and we all rejoice in and connects us, but there's an art form but to making that happen. But what's created it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, do we yeah. Ha- make that happen again and again and again and get it to the point where we're yeah. screaming? Yeah. I've done, I've been stamping my feet with some comedians where I am yelling because they've yeah. hit me on that core and they're just pressing yeah, that button. Yeah. And they know what they're doing. Absolutely. They know what they're doing. And it's taken years of work, mm. years and years of work. So mm. good good on those that put in the work. Yeah. And, James, it's been awesome here to surf and really go, what's funny, the power of comedy, how it can change perspective and, and heal old wounds yeah. to, like, exploding a room full of people with something they relate to. Look, like, laughter is human and it's, yes. and it's such an incredible thing that we do. Uh, that brings us together and that also helps us like transcend a lot of divisions that can sometimes just break us down and make life not funny yeah. and fun, which yeah. it should be. Thinking of and wanting to know where can my audience connect with you or see what you're doing yeah, next? Sure. I think it'd be great for them to know that. Okay, cool. Um, well, the- follow socials, you'll see everything. Yeah, I'm going to put everything yeah. in the show notes anyway. Thank you, mate. I just like to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. James, thank you so much for joining us on Wogwogs. Appreciate it. And um, keep strong. 100%. Keep keep the wog. Keep 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 the wog. Keep Keep the the wogs going. And he's (laughs) cancelled. Well, 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 well. Would you look at that? You made it to the end of this Wogcast. It must mean you enjoyed yourself. And if you want to support myself in this new venture, please like, subscribe and share it on your social channels. Thank you for all the help and support. Of course, I'll see you here next time on Wogwogs.